Welcome to another episode of The Ali Show and today we have a very special guest, Mr. Curtis Weeks. What's uh, Mental performance coach, that's right. That's right. Um, anyway, how are you, Curtis? I'm good, thank you, brother. How are you? Uh, not too bad. Uh, it was quite a busy day and um, we uh, have the pleasure of uh, Curtis joining us today because he's up in Auckland for an event today, which is the uh, King in the Ring 8-man tournament. And uh, you, I understand you have some of your uh, clients who are yep. actually competing as well. Yeah, yeah. Two of the boys, um, Shiva, Showtime, he's he's fighting and so is Nevaho Sterling. So, yeah, so nice. Shiva's on the boxing. He's the he's a super fight. Yeah. And um, Nev's on the on the eight-man. What, what weight is um, Shiva fighting at? 63.5. Okay, so that will be middle... Middleweight? Is that middleweight or I don't know. You're the boxer, bro. Yeah, I think I think it should be it should be oh sixty three point five. You said yeah. oh that should be lightweight or super lightweight. Mm. So it depends. Um, super yes. lightweight maybe. Yeah, so, so, but well, but sometimes the well different promotion or different organizations they just choose what they want to name. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. uh, unless you're fighting for like a, a big major uh, belt mm. on the line, then you have to follow the. Protocol. That, yeah, that promotions, yeah. Um, weight categories and all that. But yeah, I think it, dif- it differs a little bit, but not too much. Mm. But anyway, um, before we get into it, uh, Curtis actually has a little bit of a disclaimer. Uh, yeah, disclaimer. Say. Please find out uh, if, the, if you're watching this with any children, please pause it and um, wait till they're in bed. <laughs> <laughs> because, um, you know, I was in the Navy and there's that same and swear like a sailor. And my goodness. I have a paru mouth. Yeah, and, um, <laughs> you know, I have a, a, a really good a mate as well who who was in the army for like 20 over 30 over years so i know what you mean yeah, and i know right. the conversations that uh you know that come out is not really very clean as well you nah, know? nah. <laughs> no no oh, it's funny it's good banter and yeah it's definitely. real for adults yeah it's for f- adults only yeah um but anyway uh without um you know uh getting too much into that um curtis for those who might not know who you are, mm. could you give us a brief introduction about yourself, brother? Yeah, so kia ora. My name's Curtis Weeks. Uh, born and raised on the North Shore of Auckland. Um, I am a Kiwi. I'm a Māori um, of, of Māori descent and Scandinavian, German, Irish. So wow. I'm a bit of this, bit of that. Yeah, wow, yeah. that's quite a bit, yeah. bit of a mix there. Yeah, it is. Um, but yeah, like I said, I was born and raised on the North Shore of Auckland, which was amazing. Uh, my mum... Her whanau is from the east coast of the North Island, like Mahia and Gizziways. So, so in a way, that's that's my home. That's what, like my tūranga waiwai is, is what we call it. So that's my connection back to the to the earth, you know, because like, we're, we're the tangata whenua. So that's my my whenua. And um, oh. so yeah, I sort of sometimes identify as a coastie. Um, but yeah, I'm a mental performance coach now. Um, was in the Navy for 13 years. Joined, instead of doing seven form, I joined because, you know, I was being a bit silly and, you know, just a bit curious, eh? Like having fun with the wrong people, and uh, I seen that there was a clear path. Um, I could go to to the military or the navy, um, and and make a change in my life, become a different person, or I could just keep hanging with the crowd and go to prison, you know, and make a change for my life. You know, yeah. like I was, I, I seen it um, there, so I joined the navy at seventeen instead of doing seventh form, to thirteen years. Wow, and, yeah. but um um. The, what are the options? Like, uh, there was obviously there's the army, the navy, and the air force, and the air force. Yeah. So there were options on the table. Why was it uh, you decided to choose like the, the navy. navy in particular? Well, originally, bro, like since I was younger, I wanted to join the army mm. um, because I wanted like I loved GI Joes, 
bro, like straight up, I loved the GIJs, bro, and I loved um the whole every idea. kid, every kid does, yeah, yeah. bro, like GIJs, action man, all that shit, mm. you know, like, um, so I wanted to be in the SAS pre- pretty much, like wow. I was like, yo, like this is me from ten, I, like someone asked my principal, he's like, what do you want to do with your life? I, like, I want to be in the SAS, mm. yeah, yeah, so I was like, okay. To get there, I need to join the army, and pretty much from which is sorry, just pause you there for for those who don't know what the SAS is, it's like the special forces. Yeah, because different countries have different names. Yes, for yeah, it. yeah. So, so there's a tier forces. one, tier one special force, mm-hmm. special yeah, operators, sorry, as you were saying. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. So um, that's that's what I wanted, and like pretty much my whole life until I was about sixteen, I was like, I'm joining the army when I get a chance. I'm gonna join mm-hmm. the army. I'll I'll probably go infantry. One of my cousins, his name's Cole. Um, shout out to my cousin Cole Smith. A oh. hey, heartbreak conditioning, that's him. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he was in second first. Um, he's two one hard. Uh, mm. So I looked up to him big time. Huge role model, you know, mm. work ethic, just a straight up gangster, bro. Like mm. he taught me how to scrap as well. And um, so I wanted to be like him. And it wasn't until about 16, my Maori youth advisor at school. Mm. He was just like, why don't you join the Navy? Like, my dad was in the Navy. He served 20 years and, and all of that. Wow. Um, he still works for the Navy, bro. So he's almost been with them for like 50 years, bro. Oh, wow. Bro, crazy, eh? Like, um, yeah, hey, guys. Bro. Ali here. Just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast. We appreciate your love and your support. If you're not already on board, please do follow us on here and share it with your friends and family. If you prefer a visual experience, our videos are actually up on YouTube at the Ali channel. Please don't forget to subscribe, like and share and leave a comment or feedback if you like. And also you can follow us on our socials at the underscore Ali underscore channel for Instagram and on our Facebook page at the Ali channel. We'll see you soon and I hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast. But yeah, so I never really thought about it like that. And then it wasn't until my cousin, he was just like, bro, don't join the army. Like mm. that's all I needed was for him to say don't join. He's like the ar- the army is cool. Like it's you'll get some good skills and and all that stuff. But you know you'll be like sleeping in a ditch all the time and you know this and that. At least in the navy, you know yeah. you travel the world, mm. um, and get paid for it. So, um, yeah. So at seventeen, bro, like I was seventeen and like one month, <laughs> mm. I joined. Yeah. Well, that was that must have been like a pretty bold move, to do at that age as well. And, yeah. Um, like you, you kind of get shipped. The, the training it was not in where was it? Oh, the Devonport. Tra- yeah. North oh, it was in Devonport, yeah, Auckland yeah. first. Yeah. And then after that, you did you go to somewhere else? Or? Uh, so there's a, a spot at Fangapuro, which is just mm. north of, yeah. of Auckland. And yeah, so that's where some of the training happens oh, as well. Okay. Yeah, that's where we learn to shoot and, and all that stuff mm, too. Mm. Um, but yeah, so it was a. It was a very bold move because um, I was fat. Hey, I was like a fat cunt, bro, growing up. <laughs> Straight up, bro. I was like the chubby kid, bro. I got picked on heaps, bro, for yeah. being fat. Oh, <laughs> um, you love, let's put it there, you love to eat. I love eating, bro. Yeah. And then, bro so I joined as a chef wow. because I yep. love eating. I was mm. like, fuck, man. Like, I only can cook nachos and noodles. So <laughs> let me broaden that spectrum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so I joined as a chef, bro, did oh, that's that. Cool. Um and changed so like did, did you have to have experience before nah. that or so when you go in they'll train you and you'll yes. learn wow man that's yeah. pretty cool yeah bro it was yeah. mean as um like it, it helps if you've got some catering experience mm-hmm. um but yeah you don't you don't need, need to, to yeah. yeah hard and then yeah so that was me i joined up um but yeah like i said i was, I was a fat fella and and i had a victim mentality like so mm. I, I wrote a book <laughs> yes which we will get to in a yeah, second as yeah. well i have a few and questions about the yeah yeah well. so like 
it's sort of in there. Like I, I was in that mm. victim mentality. Um, so I needed something. Uh, I needed some purpose. You know, I needed to change who I was because where I was uh, wasn't wasn't um, healthy. You know, it was very toxic. And um, yeah, it's, it's a dark place. So I was like, okay, if I join the Navy, no one knows who I am and I've got a chance to to be who I want to be. I got bullied heaps, you know, so mm. there's a lot of insecurities and and a lot. Uh, when you say you got uh, bullied, was it um, like mainly because of your size or or was there any other factor? Were, were <laughs> like you're different, you know, different color? Or? Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, it was, it was a bit of everything, okay? Like, um, so we were talking about beforehand. Mm. Um, so growing up, I was a half cast. Um, so yeah, I went to like, I went to an all Māori school growing up. So Kura Kaupapa, Te Raki Pai Whenua, as a primary, just straight out of Kohanga, which is like a daycare for like speaking Māori. And um, yes, I was fully immersed in Te Ao Māori. And then um, I wasn't the same colour as the other Māoris. So, you know, they started picking on me for being the white boy, the chubby white boy. Mm. Um, and then when I went mainstream, I was, I was like the chubby black kid. You know, like it was weird, bro. It was just mm. strange. Um, so, yeah, like I got bullied heaps. It's always like, I feel like sometimes it's always like that. They, when when there's a large group of uh, similar, yeah. you have a similar traits, you always try to find somebody who doesn't fit. Yeah, man. And they'll become the victim yeah. you know, or the receiving yeah. end. Yeah, they, they, they strengthen numbers, eh? You know, they all start picking on you because mm. you're different. Um, and because the mainstream school I went to was quite diverse. Mm. You know, there was a lot of, um, like, fuck, almost every ethnicity was there. Mm. Um, it was very white, you know? Um, so that's, that's sort of how that all started. Um, the, I was chubby as well, you know, mm. I'd like grab my tits, play with mm. them, all that mm. stuff. And yeah, so I got like bullied pretty much, um, my whole life, like from, from like four to 16. Um, it wasn't always like real in your face, like aggressive bullying. Um, it was, it was like real passive bullying sometimes mm. and whatnot, you know, like. Which, came, which sometimes is a bit worse, more. Bro. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit more worse, eh? Yeah, like getting called a dirty Mary, you know, it's like, dang, like, mm. bro. Like, yeah, it, it just cuts differently, yeah, it hurts. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, like I said, you know, I, was, I had a victim mentality going into the Navy. I was like, fuck this, I'm changing who I am. Mm -hmm. No one knows me. I can be who I, who I want to be because I had this character in my mind. I was like, like this, this guy, you know, he stands up for himself. He stands up for others, you know, like I used to just be a bystander, you know, when people mm. were getting bullied and whatnot, just like, oh, fuck, ratchet. Like, I wish I could step in. Um, so yeah, joining the Navy. Bro, my first day in the Navy, I had a fight. Oh, what are you Straight serious? up, G, yeah. Oh, first boy. day, bro, yeah. What happened? That was yeah, well, bro. I made a promise to myself that I would never, like, back down how I used to in mm -hmm. the past. Like, I, I'd never let that fear just overcome mm -hmm. me and just shut me down, you know. Um, so, yeah, this, this guy was doing, um, he had come through, uh, he'd done the intake before, but it got backlogged. So he had mm. to redo it because he failed a couple things. And he, and he came in hot, bro. Here's this hoary from Rotoria. Um, bro, like tough fella, tough Māori fella. Um, grew up on the farm and all that stuff. And he just came through the the uh, mestic is what we call it. So mm. there's like 20 of us sleeping in this one mestic. So it's just the room. Um, and yeah, he came through, bro. And I respect his balls, bro. He went through like individually, stepping everyone out. Shit, yeah, he was really? just like, I'm the top dog here. Like, if you want to fuck with me, that's us. Do you want to fight? Do you want to fight? Do you want to fight? Like, went pretty much like that to everyone. Everyone's yeah. like, hey, nah, I'm all good. And I was like, writing, because we had to write this letter to ourselves mm. um, so that we'd read it at the end. And uh, yeah, and he came up to me and kicked me. Like, I was on the floor writing it, kicked my hand. He's like, what about you, fat boy? You want to fight? And I was like, shit, yeah. And he was like, what? I was like, yeah, go on then. 
And then he was just like, yeah. oh, what? Did us then? I was like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, so yeah, we chucked towels yeah. on, yeah. chucked towels on our hands here yeah, and then just started swinging and yeah, like it didn't last long. Yeah. Um, I think I just, I, I caught him yeah. like clean, like a clean right. Um, and, and then I was still fucking scared. Yeah. But he just stopped. He's like, oh, yeah, fuck you, all right. And then carried on. I was like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Like, what was In the that? heat of the moment, just yeah, went for it. Yeah, bro. Yeah, well, I made the promise to myself. Mm. Like, to myself. And that was important to me. You know, like, I made the promise to myself. So. Whatever the outcome of this fight is, whoever's on the floor. Doesn't matter. It's not gonna. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't care. I didn't. I just, I didn't want to back down and mm. let that fear. And that fear, bro, it was yuck, bro. Like, it was there. Mm. And I was like, well, you're here. So let's get rid of that yucky feeling and yeah. just throw hands, bro. Embrace it, eh? Yeah, yeah. So. Like once once it started, it was all good. It was just that anticipation, you know. It was just yuck. Just mm. ooh, I don't know. What do I do? Yeah, yeah. How do I approach this? Yeah, so How I do just, I control the situation. It was just like fuck it. I'm gonna mm. just put my head down and do the propeller. Yeah. <laughs> keep keep <laughs> 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 go swimming, bro. <laughs> Protect the jaw. Don't yeah, put the jaw up too yeah, high. Yeah. None of that was Cover going that through jaw. my mind, bro. I was like, fuck. I'm just gonna throw these hands hard and fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's a that was a that's a bold, uh, yeah. <laughs> bold game plan. Yeah, bro. Yeah, fuck. If he knocked me out, all good. Bro. I don't know if you heard the um. Oh, well, so last weekend was uh, when Mike Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. were yeah, fighting, yeah. and the post-fight interview it was uh, quite, quite funny. They asked uh, Mike Tyson what was his game plan, and uh, or, or what he I think what was his thoughts about the fight or whatever, and he said, "Oh, everybody has a plan until they get hit." Yeah. You got hit, and, and how went, did it affect you? I went to plan B. I hit him back. <laughs> <laughs> Crack up. Yeah. It goes like almost against his like little but, philosophy eh, that yeah. shirt that gets printed Bro. everyone has a game plan until but they get punched, punched in the, in the face. In, yeah, in, the, in the mouth. I think it's the mouth of the video. Yeah. But it, it's, it's crazy. Like looking at him now at his age and, you know, getting into that, getting into the fight with Roy Jones, like, People were, people were expecting Mike Tyson to be gassed out and to be tired. Mm. But it turned out to be the other way around. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's buzzy, eh? Yeah, Roy Jones was like, I think at the end of the second, he was just struggling, Gassed. man. And uh, oof. The lactic acid. It, it was just, like, oh. you know, everybody's, everybody gave a lot of like shit to, for that fight. And mm. they're like, oh, you know, uh, you know, it's it's a sham, you know, they're trying to make... But everybody was watching, man. Bro, the numbers yeah. were insane, Respect, bro. Respect, though, you yeah, know? Of course, like, like, for someone, like, you know, who has been out for, like, okay, for Mike Tyson, it was, like, 15 years. Yeah. For Roy Jones, it was, like, like, three years. Yeah. But, like, in their 50s, to get into it and to do it, and, like, uh, Mike Tyson actually did say that they were, the money that he was going to be getting, I don't know about Roy, but the money that he was going to be getting was for charity, and, like, yeah. man, it's for a good cause anyway. Yeah, so hard. So, why not support the guy? Like, yeah, if, man. you know, there's, there's, if you're willing to spend your money on so many other things, you why know, not? why not spend money on something that's good? 100, bro. Yeah, or even if, like, you know, you, and they definitely have a lot of people who watch the illegal streams and all that sort of... Oh, bro, yeah. But, you know... At it's least always going to happen. You're still watching. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, <laughs> you're you're still watching, yeah. you know. Uh, so eyes on the, you know, eyes on the show, people watching. And it was quite funny. I think one of the ones... Man, I really enjoyed uh, Israel's uh, commentary as well. Yeah, yeah. It was really good. And He's uh, a genius, bro. bro. He is. He's, he's a I'm a fucking he's big a, fan, bro. He has a, a very different way of uh, thinking yes. and doing things and he doesn't um follow the pack nah not at all know? he never has and he, he he goes his own way and he does yeah. what he wants to do yeah which is you know which is bro, awesome. 100 so the first time i had ever seen izzy fight bro um was like in 2010 at aba and um he was going up against one of the fellas i was training with until that point 
the guy I was training with was the best fighter I had ever witnessed in real life with my eyes. Like his angles, his movement, his setups, everything. But I was like, whoa, this fella's on. Like, the bro, his name's Jerry. Mm. Um, Jerry went in there and I was just like, yo, like I don't care who Jerry's fighting. He's going to get slapped up. And I was like, I was amped, but I was like, yes, like, that's my mate, bro, that's my mate. And then um, Izzy came out, bro, and he, fuck, I don't know if he did like a forward flip into the ring or, bro, but the way he entered the ring, I was like, wow, the confidence of the man. Like, like, well, you're going to get slapped around, us. Like, you know, like, bro, but nah, like, Izzy slapped him around, bro, like, and just, it was so beautiful, like. Um, I was there to supporting my mate, but mm. like I appreciate mm, a good, like just a measured, good like a good performance. yeah, bro, like the performance, mm. bro. And I was straight away after watching that, I was like, wow, that guy is something special. He's gonna go somewhere. Yeah, like straight away, it was like that. Like he has something. It's he a different breed. Way different. Like he is not the same, you know. Because we've got like a lot of people in the Kiwi fight scene have a mm. real similar style, you mm. know. Like Kiwi's like the sort of bite down, go forward. Um, but yeah, like it was different, man. Like it was cool because he, like my mate, like I said, till that point was the best I had mm. ever seen, and he made him like not fight to his game plan. And I was like, I was getting frustrated. I was like, What are you doing, bro? You like you move differently in the gym, but obviously it's different under the lights, eh, bro? That's it. Different under the lights, and uh, I think the biggest one is when you're in there. You're trying to ex not only execute yours, but make sure that this other guy mm. doesn't get to execute what he wants. Yes. To. So everybody comes in with a plan. Yeah. And you've got to shake that plan. Yeah. You've got to make sure that this guy's contingencies. Hey, you need those contingencies. That's it. And um, like I think one of the ones that um, uh, recently I recently heard was um, how when Lomachenko fights with some of the fellas, mm. he will make sure that they they are so busy worrying about what he's gonna do that they don't get to do what they want. Yeah, and, big uh, time. But yeah, that, I mean, to be honest, that last fight that he had, even with um, uh, Teofimo, mm. man, it was a bit, uh, to me, it was a bit, it was a bit off. Like the scoring, the judges' scorecards were yeah. a bit insane. Felt like it was a really close fight. It could have gone either way, but like, you know, I felt like that was, you know, pretty. And that's the thing with American boxing judging, you yeah. know, it's like, you always, I mean, you always want to support the home guy, mm -hmm. which I kind of understand. But yeah. like, if it's a professional sport at this level, yeah, you know, you gotta be it should be neutral. Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, but anyway, uh, before we drift too far into that, um, <laughs> so yeah, and navy, uh, yep. and after that scrap. So, and you understand you were a chef for a, a period of time, yeah, and then nine you, years, nine years. Mm. Wow, and then you actually went to do something like physical training instructor. Wow, yeah. how do you go from that, bro? Like from being a chef, how do you decide you want to do physical training? Um, well, obviously you do you, you do physical training yeah. all the time, anyway, yeah. even yeah. as a chef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, or like your first three months of like mm. the basic common training is like there's a lot of physical activity, mm -hmm. and because I was a fat boy back then, but I used to try like literally, but I used to try roll my ankle so I could get out, and I could never roll it. I was like, fuck, this is bullshit. <laughs> and then like one day I was fit. I was like, oh, what, what happened here? Like mm. uh, in at in basic training, I dropped like 20 kilos. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So it was big drop. Yeah, it was mean. But then when I got into the fleet, um, which is like after all the training and you actually become in the Navy, um, I put it all back on, bro, because of all the freedom. You know, I was like, wow. So you're saying I can go out and drink all night as long as I'm back in time for work. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter. And like, yeah, hard. So it was like three months, bro, of like binge drinking and fucking. And uh, especially when you're traveling as well in the Navy, because. Yeah. 
Um, I used to be in the oil and gas industry, so yeah. I travel quite a bit. And uh, you, you know, a lot of sometimes when you dock at all these ports and the yards and all yeah. that, you meet a lot of boys from the navy as yeah, well. Yeah, bro, yeah. And bro, these boys from the navy, bro, they party and they party hard. Bro. Just rock, bro. We <laughs> rock, baba. <laughs> Fuck going to sleep. <laughs> what is sleep, bro? What do you mean? What is? <laughs> yeah, exactly, bro. Fuck yeah. So if you're eating, it's mm. cheating, and then sleeping, bro, you'll get woken up with a. With a beer or something. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah pretty crazy. It's it, was pretty like, it was like work hard, party harder, because yeah. we do some yards at sea. Like we work hard at sea, and it's a it's a different it's a different thing altogether, man. I, pe- people don't know what it's like, like, and nobody will ever be able to experience like you know unless you go and do it yourself. It's yeah. hard to imagine what it's like. Oh yeah, you know, being months at sea. Oh, you know, hard. and like th- there's this. You, you all four corners of the space that you are in mm. is just water. Yeah, like a lockdown. Everyone's experienced lockdown. Bro, Some cunts went crazy. Lockdown is a bloody holiday, yeah, man. Bro, you know what I mean? Hard. Like you can still get it like for a walk. When you're at sea, bro, <laughs> it, bro. it's a whole different game yeah. altogether. You uh, know, like you can't go anywhere. No, you know? so I spent a total of five years, bro, at sea. Wow. So a total throughout my whole thirteen years, mm. five years of it was in the middle of the ocean. And uh, doing the physical training. Um, yeah, I was a, so I was a chef yeah. for a good chunk of it. Mm-hmm. I spent heaps of time at sea yeah. as a chef. And then, yeah, like one year, or less than a year, but um, there was like a couple of years ago, I mm-hmm. did my stint at sea as a PDI. Mm-hmm. And that was cool, bro. So when you, um, when you got into that, like, um, did you struggle? Like when you gain all that weight mm-hmm. and then wanting to go into do that, how did you push yourself to... To lose weight again, mm. um, so it was actually one of my good mates. Say, eh? like, where I was having a, a, a smoke or a durry, and um, and he was he was like looking at me, and he's a good mate of mine, and he'd been doing getting um into training because we're we're in Tonga at that time, and he's like, "Fuck you, fat canabo," <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck you," <laughs> but like you know that that was it. That that was it. Like mm. for him to say that, that triggered. Yeah, bro. I was like, "Fuck, I am." Like I am a fat cunt, mm. um, so yeah. One of the bosses, he was doing it like three times a day PT, um, so I got into it then, and we had our own little fight club on ship. Ooh. Um, yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah, so we're underground just, yeah, fight well, club. Wow, well, like there's nothing else yeah. to do at sea, bro. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then there's some like internal beefs that happen, bro. So the Ooh. best best way to solve it is to yeah. chuck some gloves on, bro. That's and it. Just, just go for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was good. Um, when we would fight, he'd just say no headshots. Um, so yeah, it was it was pretty cool. And that's the fun one, bro. The headshots. Yeah, yeah, bro. Yeah. Headshots <laughs> would get popped off, bro. Yeah. Oh my bad. I was uppercutting oh, it, his sternum. Yeah, it slipped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. Oh, I slipped and punched him in the mouth. My bad. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Not sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then um, so that's sort of how I how I um mm. started the journey and losing weight again, and then I um because I was quite um I had gone too far past like so instead of being a victim i was too far into that like i don't know just trying to be a tough cunt mm. like that was it bro i was trying to be a tough cunt and i'm not like at heart i'm not at all but i i put on that that mask i guess and then yeah bro so um i got into combat sport because i was ruining it for everyone every time we'd go out drinking i was fighting every time i play rugby i was fighting like any chance i had to punch on bro i was in there and then um, my best mate pulled me aside. He's like, bro, we don't like drinking with you. You're an idiot. Like, you fight too much. And mm-hmm. I was like, what? Like, I thought you enjoyed that. And they're like, no, nah, you kill our buzz. So, yeah, I was just like, fuck. If I, I mean, if I like it so much, I should do it as a sport. And then, um, so, yeah, I got into kickboxing. So, you decided to, um, like, compete or, or do it as a sport? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. So, I, uh, there was this uh, NZ Boxer was in um, 
Glenfield down Hillside Road. Yeah. And I and I heard that there was like a fight gym behind it. Um, so I rolled up one one night and it was like a fighters only class. And um, there was this Tongan fella, Eddie Tongalahi, and he was he was the head head trainer there. Him and Brent Sapo, um, they they were like the coaches there. And I walked in and I was just like, hey, um, can I jump in? And he's just like, nah, nah, it's for fighters only. And mm. I was like, nah, straight up, I can fight. And I was like, yeah, bro, that was me. I was like, nah, straight up, I can fight. And he was like, what? Street, the street fights count? Straight up, bro, that was me. Nah, I've had heaps of street fights, bro, I can fight. You know, like, cringe ass, bro. Oof, cringe, <laughs> like, thinking about it. But, um, and then he's like, he, bro, yeah, it's, it's yeah, experience, bro. Bro, he, yeah. like, looked at me. He was just like, no, like, we get these cunts all the time coming through. Like, no, you're not jumping in. I was like, can I, can I just jump in the class, please? Like, mm. I'm a fast learner. I can learn fast. Mm. And he's like, oh, okay, whatever, jump in. And I was like, what do I do? And he's like, learn fast. And then, yeah, he just started calling out numbers, bro. And I was like, what the fuck are these mm. numbers? But because, like, there are mirrors there. So I was just watching someone. I was like, oh, okay, one is a jab. Okay, two is a cross. Oh, okay, oh, okay, think, I think I got the hang of it. So I was like, just fucking in Picking the deep end, bro. Yeah. Just, like, learning fast. Picking it up as you go. Is... Yeah. And I loved it, bro. It was like, I was gassed, man. I couldn't kick for shit. My punches were rubbish. I thought, like, I thought I could punch, bro, but they were trash. And you always thought that. Yeah. You had a big mind, you know. Yeah. Nah, I'm the man. I'm yeah, the guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like fucking straight up cockiness, really, bro. Mm. Like, um, like, fuck, bro, you should see the well, console well, knocked out. You know? That's pretty good. Like, the confidence is there, at least. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, and, it I, helps. and I had the grit. I guess I mm. had the grit. Um, yeah, and then um, straight after that class, I was like, oh, man, thank you very much. Can I fight? Right, and he started laughing. He's like, what the fuck? You can't even punch. Why do you want to fight? I was like, I want to fight. Just let me fight. When can I fight? He's like, no, you're not fighting. I was like, oh, okay. And then he's just like, just keep coming back then. And I was like, okay. Showed up tomorrow, like the next night. Finished training. I was like, yo, can I fight? And he's like, fuck off, cunt. Like, like no, you can't. You can't punch. And I kept bugging him, bro, for like a couple months. Can I fight? Can I fight? Mm. Can I fight? And then I just stopped. I was like, oh, fuck, I'm getting sick of asking him. And then, yeah, the, the moment I stopped, he was like, you want to fight? I was like, yes. Oh, yes, man, I do. Is, yeah, the mental games that he's playing. Yeah, yeah. bro, yeah, wow. yeah. And then, yeah, so he's like, sweet, I got you a fight in two weeks' time. And I was like, yo, let's go. <laughs> was that an was that, uh, amateur fight? It was a novice. Yeah, okay, novice. Okay, yeah, so, so I had a few like, novice fights. And like then, sort of like corporate. Um, corp, yeah, was it corporate? Uh, I guess, corporate? well, sort of. In a way, it's just yeah. like a experience, yeah. you know, like mm -hmm. to feel what it's like, just the mats. So we, we fought in um, Rotorua Liga, I think it was. Mm -hmm. It was upstairs, up this like fucking dingy ass spot, bro, like no windows, just oh. some mats in the corner and a crowd. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, bro. And leading up to that fight, because I was like, yes, I'm fighting, I'm fighting. And then day of the fight, I was like, I don't think I want to fight anymore. Like, bro, like, just the nerves hit On me, bro. Day, yeah, yeah, I was just like, shit, like, mm. what do I do? And then um, one of Brett, uh, he got in my head and he was just like, bro, um, what you need to do is just focus on training. Like, focus on when you pulled up to training, when you put on your shoelaces, go for your run, do your skipping, shadow boxing on the pads, just focus on that. And I was like, okay. And then, you know, so that calmed me down and it gave me something to think about rather than th thinking about mm. everything else. And then... Um, Tori Nansen, she was there. Mm. And then um, she was just like, just smile, baby. And I was just like, oh, okay. And then, um, yeah, so like I walked out and then um, I see my opponent and fuck, he was like way bigger, like thicker, moldy fella from um, the Hawks Bay, bro, bald head, covered in tattoos, bro. Mm. And like, I was just a kid, bro. I was like 19, maybe. Yeah, I was 19. 
And um, so I just remember what Tori said. I was like, okay, just smile. So I smiled at him, bro, and he smiled back, no teeth. I was like, fuck, this cunt's got no teeth. Bro, <laughs> like, bro, just the, the ultimate psychological This thing. is insurance bro, policy. Bro, you think his teeth out. You got your mouth guard on. You got your teeth out. <laughs> like, you know, fucking. There's no teeth to knock no, out now. But yeah, bro, that's what one of the boys said. I was like, gee, he's got no teeth. And he's like, oh, bro, safe as. Don't even, you don't need yeah. to worry about knocking them out. And then, yeah. But yeah, that was that was cool. That was a cool experience. That was my first one. Um, and then Brett told me after, like he told me before the fight, he's like, just know that fighting's not for everyone. So mm. just go in there, have fun, do your thing. Um, if you don't like it, that's okay because fighting's not for everyone. Um, but I got the bug, eh? Like mm. had the fight, bro, and I was like, whoa, yeah, I want to do it again. It's like a lot of adrenaline, especially you know you feel that some people they 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 won't they won't want to do it again. Yeah. But some people they chase yeah. that adrenaline. Yeah, know? bro. Yeah, I've become like a hard out adrenaline junkie after mm. that, bro. I was sort of beforehand anyway, you know. Mm. And then yes, I had a had a few more like novice fights and then an amateur fight. My amateur fight, bro, like um, it was against Blood. Like we popped each other's cherry. Wow. Yeah, I was his first. He was my first. And yeah, was man. that kickboxing? Uh, yeah, wow, yeah, that's yeah. Really cool. Hard, bro. And talking to him about it as mm. well, bro. Like he he said he was like scared in a way because mm. of like um a fight like um there was a another one another novice show at a rugby club mm. and and i had four um two fellas like in a row so mm. one of my mates got injured so i was like yeah i'll fight i'll fight again well, you know and then my coach, over, yeah. yeah my coach was like are you sure like be careful what you wish for i was like oh bro like i'm fucking born yeah, to fight do it yeah 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 so he reckons he was intimidated by that and i was fucking shit scared but like so going in there i was confident like i was like oh yo like i'm I have faith in myself and this mm. and that. But when he walked out, bro, like he, he walked out to the One Blood song, bro. Like Ooh. that was his song back then, bro. I was like, yo, that's mean. But he had like Izzy and this, bro. He had like a big entourage, bro. And they're wow. walking up, getting hype as fuck, bro. Oh, like they're man. like, whoa, let's go, whoa. Like <laughs> jumping up, bro. There was this big fella, I can't remember his name. Um, but he was a big, like African looking guy, massive dude, bro. He was in the heavyweight. He was on the scene back then as well, bro. And he was jumping, bro, getting hype. And I fucking dropped nuts, bro. I was like, oh, what am I up to? Yeah, like, what did I get oh, myself into? <laughs> and then when I got like, the, the whole vibe shifted, mm. bro, and I just got scared. Mm. And like, I walked out. Just and the pressure just added up, bro, multiplied. Yeah, like, like I was, yeah, man, I was just, the fear was mm. just, it had engulfed, it had engulfed me, bro. And I remember being in the ring, bro, looking at it, and it was huge. And I was like, what the fuck am I up to? Like, whoa. And then um, blood kicked me, bro, in the midriff, bro, real hard in the in the first. And it fucking kicked my soul out of my body. Yeah. <laughs> just boom. Uh, and I couldn't Yow. breathe, bro. And I just, I was thinking of ways to get out of there. Mm. But at the same, I had this internal battle going on. Like, I made a promise to myself never to let that fear do that. Overthink you. And it was doing it. Like in mm. front of people, you know, like it was, it was at some Chinese, it was like the Golden Star Chinese restaurant sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, it was cool, mm. bro. It was a cool scene, mm. but, but yeah, like man, that fear, bro. That's that, insane. That fear got me good. Wow. Like, um, and, and so like you, you did um, so you did uh, kickboxing for a while, mm. and you did jujitsu. I understand you do jujitsu yep. as well and all that. So you picked up a few different ones. Yeah. And you actually went on to uh. 
compete MMA yep, professionally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, not prof- nah, I've only but had like, one. Um, it was yeah. a novice fight pretty okay. much, but like, mm-hmm. yeah, shin pads, but I've, I've fought MMA. MMA, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had a dream. Like, I had a, I had a dream, you know? Like, At least I, you, you you tried and yeah. went for it. Bro. Well, that was it, bro. So mm-hmm. when I had that MMA fight, I... I was like, okay, this is it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a run for it. So mm. I, at that time, I was, um, uh, I only had one kid. Um, so the, the missus and kids, like, my time with them was sacrificed training. Mm. So I'd get a up lot. at at three a.m., go train. Um, then I'd get home, um, just before seven, and help with the morning routine. Go to work, finish work, get home about four-ish, and go straight to training. Wouldn't get back till like 10 p.m. And, mm. and then I was training out of Oliver MMA then. Um, and yeah, it was it was good. Like mm. it was mean, that was that was what I wanted. Like this is the commitment. You know, Monday through to Friday, that was the routine. Uh, and then Saturday, it was mainly the morning. I'd be at the gym right into the afternoon. And then it was just like a little bit of Saturday afternoon and Sunday was family time. Family time. And it wasn't a good balance, eh? Like it wasn't. It's hard, the yeah. life as a fighter. I mean, and obviously you have full time work, mm. fighting, and family. Yeah, and, you know, it's not it's not as easy as people think it is. Oh, bro, no, I, and I fully understand the struggle. Mm. You know, like I I went to Thailand as well, like in 2012, just wow. by myself, bro. Mm. <laughs> just just to train, just to train for a month, Thai bro. Yeah, yeah, bro. Just upskill. Mm. That mm. was the plan. So I wanted to be a world champion. The best place to go to yeah. learn Muay Thai is to go to Thailand. Yeah, yeah. So I went to Sinbi Muay Thai. Um, stayed at the gym, uh, and my 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 room was right next to the um, like right next to the ring so wow so like when i was when i wasn't training i was just in bed but with my window open like just, and watching people train yeah, bro, and yeah 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 and then like sometimes yeah. they'll be like bro what are you up to you come out i was like oh yo sweet like shut my window get my gears on go out have a train <laughs> always ready yeah bro yeah, That's yeah. A de- the definition of uh, being ready <laughs> yeah yeah well i went there to upskill and just um fly the flag for new zealand bro mm. like i was there flying the flag for new zealand big time respect man yeah mm. bro and and i needed it because i'd seen kiwis over there before like and they didn't well f- my, in my opinion mm. some of them didn't fly the flag properly mm. you know mm. like um they gave up they, they that's that's just my opinion like mm. from from mm. watching them and whatnot mm. like you know like the pads the pad rounds that they do over there is brutal you know mm. like and you see them give up but i was like nah i'm going there to represent our country and show them you know like we we bang we bang back in Aotearoa, and then yeah so so yeah, I flew it with pride, bro. Had a couple fights. Um, even wow. had like a few fights at the gym as well, mm-hmm. uh, where they sized us up. Uh, <laughs> like you, you, you fight, and then like uh, chuck like eight ounce gloves on us, bro. And then yeah, just yeah, I'll fight. Well, the the frequency of fights over there is insane. Oh, bro, hard. That was one of the things I was like impressed about. Like they have fights every other day. Yeah, bro. Every every day, there's <laughs> fights there every day. <laughs> I was like, yo, that's like pretty full on. And mm. I, you'd be thinking that people might not always turn up. But you have massive turnouts as well. Like yeah. even at the daily fights, I was like, yeah. not even like on you know just on a weekday, just a random fight night. And there's yeah, yeah. there's suddenly like a big crowd. It's tourists, watching. bro. Tourists. Uh, mm. there's, there's heaps of tourists over there, and they all like they all love drinking piss and watching mm. violence. Fight violence, yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah. That's that's a that's a combo over yeah, there. Yeah, bro. Hard. Yeah. So it was it was pretty cool. That was a cool experience. And then um, I caught compiler Bechter, Um just before I flew back, mm. so I was fucking in the hurt locker, mm. and I had a fight like three days after I landed. Um, so yeah, man, like I had, uh, like I was like pissing out of my ass, bro, that night of my fight. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, yeah, like I didn't go my way. Um, I got knocked out in the first. 
clean. <laughs> like oh, the rope saved me yeah. though. Yeah, the rope saved me and and instead I, of like, like falling. Straight. Yeah, yeah. So like I like came to and I was like on the um in the corner and I was like oh and the ref uh, was like uh, Rebel Conway, and he was just like six. Seven and I was like, "Hang on, bro! What? Like you're supposed to start at one, brother? Like, what's going on here?" And it was straight six. Bro, like, what? Well, that's like he started. Yeah, <laughs> yeah bro. Yeah, you like, forgot. I came you you lose a few seconds. Yeah, bro. I lost mm. six seconds. It's kind of it. Yeah, but hard. And I was like, "What the fuck just mm. happened?" And then I heard one of the boys, "Put your hands up and fucking fight!" I was like, "Bro, what the fuck did I just get knocked out?" Mm. And Rebel was like, "You want to fight?" I was like, "Yeah, fucking notes, I do." And then yeah, so like um came back in the second and third, but didn't do enough to win. Um, but yeah, like after that fight, I was like, yeah, like I'm I'm I'll go professional after this and uh, like make make a proper like I was gonna go to China. Like you know how all the boys mm. went to China and stuff. I was to do the the whole rig that they have yeah, over there. Yeah, bro. The yeah. circuit. The yeah, I was I was, circuit I was looking I was looking into that and I was mm. I was gonna pretty much leave the navy and do that, and then I got sent to see like i got yeah so any before you have any funny ideas we're gonna send you away for a few months and you have a think about it oh yeah yeah so that was me i was gone for six months oh wow yeah yeah so that that sort of was my my fighting career mm. anytime i sort of had a good fight i'll go away for six months mm. yeah and then come back and it was hard to get that momentum back um i still got it back and then i'll get sent away and, it's different when you're training like training out at sea like it's just it's not, not the same, same bro, quality nah, you know the quality yeah. of the training quality of the partners yeah. the coaches like yeah. it's not there like yeah. they, look, they looked at me funny bro when i'll be there like just kicking a bag for hours you know they're like bro settle down bro like yeah. why are you so angry and it's like bro it's not i'm not they, <laughs> they don't like that's one thing you well most of my experience is like when you work out and train like most of the the rigs or the ships or the drill ships and all that like just that weights are, they and have stuff. yeah weights and you mm. know a bit of you, you have the odd trap mill here and there mm. there's not a lot you know and uh, it's it's hard to like especially <laughs> i'll be honest with you there's not a lot of people who use those stuff you know nah, nah. usually me and another one or two yeah. guys yeah, you know yeah. and um like yeah it's hard like out there it's just not the same yeah you know it's, it's a bit yeah. of a struggle 100% like there you can still train um so i got fit heaps when mm. i was at sea i got like because that's all you had to do it, bro like i'd mm. show up to work and then when i finished work there was nothing else to do except clean and then nothing mm. so it was like train so like go to before i go to work train when i get a break train you <laughs> know mm. like when i finish work train go to sleep watch some movies watch some series that is the life at sea it is basically. bro that's it like that's it so when um so a question i want to ask is like when did you realize or how was it that, you know that, that the whole change came about that you wanted to get out and get into what it is you're doing now you yeah. know being a mindset performing coach like yeah it's quite a big jump it's a, yeah it's a huge jump but um looking through my eyes bro it was just increments bro small increments and then it was not a jump it was just a step mm. like it just made sense um so yeah as i became a um physical training instructor i did like a three four month course and one of the phases was a, a bush phase so they take you into the bush they teach you how to survive in the bush how to um take groups through the bush and whatnot mm. And um, yeah, so like day one was all good. It was quite humid and raining a little bit. We slept outside and, and all that stuff because, I mean, it's survival phase mm. pretty much. But then they told us the next day, they're like, okay, we're going to be trekking through some snow um, because there are some mountains there and they had snow on it. Uh, so I, I need you to get ready. Um, so get your wet weathers ready and, and all that stuff. 
Um, so I asked the question, I was like, can we, will we have time at the bottom of the mountain to put our stuff on? And they're like, yeah, yeah, of course. I was like, sweet. Like, so everyone chucked on their wet weathers and everything um, before we even departed. And it was like a two hour hike to get to like the bottom of the, the mountain. So I was like, look at all these dumb cunts, like fucking sweating away in their wet weathers. Like it's not even that bad. I had like um, a hunting jacket on and then maybe like a, it wasn't my, my, no, it was a wet weather jacket, um, but it wasn't like the best one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had just my normal pants, so like cotton pants sort of. Um, and I was here yeah, like, fuck, these fellas are dumb, man. Like we've got time to get changed at the foot of the mountain. Mm. All good. Got to the foot of the mountain. Being in the military, bro, fuck timings and just pressure, yelling. We didn't have time to get changed. <laughs> so oh, I turned into the dumb cunt, bro. Like, so yeah, oh. we. Tables <laughs> have turned. Yeah, well, like, so I was just like, oh, sweet ass, nah, it's all good. Like, you see the mountain um, and it just disappeared into the clouds and like thick gray clouds, dark gray clouds. I was like, oh, we'll, we'll be sweet. So the snow started off at ankle height, got to like knee height, and then at some, some bits it was like hip height, and then it started raining, and then it started getting windy. And then the winds were blowing like over 30Ks, 50K winds, like, and it rough. was like minus 13 degrees, bro. Wow. And it was shit. And I was in charge. Like I was in charge of everyone. Um, so, so I was like, fuck, how long until we get to this hut? Like, my goodness. Um, but legit, what got me through that was making sure everyone else was sweet. Because no one was like, it was, it was shit. Like I had a balaclava on. Um, but the wind, the wind was coming straight at us. The rain was coming into us. So like it covered my mouth. And so it felt like I was being like waterboarded. So like, it was like I was drowning. So I had to like pull my, my face mask down. I was like, oh, that sucks too. Like it was just like needles and, um, but that was all mental worry. Like that was all upstairs that got me through that. Mm. Like, like straight up, like hand on heart, G-O-D bro. Like it was my mindset that got me um, to stand up as a leader and lead my team to the hut because um, yeah it was a it was a big hike and everyone fucking hated it but like every sort of minute every 30 seconds I was like yo you all good yeah bro what about you fellas up front you's all good check out on everybody else yeah I had to stay busy bro and like fuck when we finally got to the hut the head instructor fucked with us he was just like yeah sweet so if I give you some time to set up a tent outside will you think you'll survive and I was standing there bro like shivering I was like yes staff but and everyone was like you're all oh. fucked cunt like no yeah. And he was like, nah, I'm just fucking with you. Like, get inside. And oh, then I, I had a hypothermic, I got into like a hypothermic state, bro. I was fucking, I was sort of out to it, eh? And yeah, everyone's like, bro, where are your wet weathers? I was like, ah, oh, fucked up. <laughs> like, I fucked up bad. And they're like, what? You did that whole thing? I was like, bro. And then so they were all trying to help me, like, take my boots off and stuff. I was like, nah, leave them. Like, I need to do it, like, for my, my mental. Like, mm. I needed to. Overcome this thing. Yeah, I needed to face it, bro. Yeah. And it was just like (laughs) trying to undo my shoelaces, but I was like, fuck. And like everyone was trying to help. I was like, no, 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 no. Like I need, I need to do this. I need to do this. And then um, yeah, so I did it. And then um that was a big, a big shift. That that moment is like the most pivotal moment in my life because that's when I noticed how important Mm. your mindset is. Like my mind got me through that right there and it was it was funny so we had like a professional like a tour guide with us mm. and um when we <laughs> he like took off 
And we're like, hey. Boo, where's Ash gone? And they're like, fuck knows. I was like, whoa, what's going on? And then, yeah, so he took off, bro, because he, he was, was just like, like ahead. bro, he fucking boosted it, bro. Like, he was gone. And we are just like, whoa, where's he gone? So, like, we're we're closer to the, we didn't know because it was thick as fuck, bro. You couldn't see 10 meters away. Um, we were just on a, on a sort of, like, fuck, I don't even know if we were following a track, bro. We were just in a direction. Shit. Yeah, bro, yeah. And then when, when we got to the hut he was there already and like he had down dressed and you know mm. he's having a hot drink and shit oh. but and he was like 10 more minutes out there we could have died like he was mad he was mad that um that we had done that really because it, it got to a point where he's like we should turn around but it wasn't it wasn't safe yeah so we had to punch through like yeah, yeah so it's better to get yeah well we had on. to bro you know like it was the safest option was to, to go forward mm. um and yeah there are some fucking hairy moments bro like a couple of the boys fell because like on the snow, you know, like the snow's mm. there, you step on it. It's not really compacted. Bro, properly. like, yeah, one of yeah. the boys fell and we thought he was going to fall into like a cave, bro, but like he ended up like up to his Ooh, armpit. Yeah. yeah, it was dangerous, bro. It was like life, like. Bro, it's really scary as well. You, 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 you experience things like this and you think about people who go up and climb Everest. Oh, bro, hard. And bro, like, you know, you guys have had some form of physical training and yeah. experience and a few different things. Mm. And there are people now who try to climb Everest with zero experience. Yeah. Zero physical, yeah, you know, yeah. work, nothing. And that's why so many people are dying. Yeah, man. Oh, not crazy. safe, bro. It's not it is, safe. It is, yeah. uh, it's crazy. It's wild. Mm. So that that was that, that, that moment yes. that uh, actually kind of switched you on mm. to, I want to do something relating to this. Yeah. That, well, that moment made me appreciate it. So I had mm. done I had done work with Dave Neath before mm. that. Um, and he had helped me. Um, so I, I could uh, understand mm. about the, the mindset. Just to um, share a little bit, um, how did you get into that meeting with uh, a David? David yeah, yeah, yeah. So he did a speech um, for the Navy, and I was sitting there, bro, in the crowd, and he was um, he was saying how important like mental performance is, this and that, and he started talking about like people he had worked with, and so this was about 2015, and he mentioned Izzy's name, and like so back then like the casuals didn't know who mm. he was, but because I had seen him in 2010, I was like, bro, fuck, Izzy's the man. Like I was like telling the fellas, like, bro, that fellas a mean fighter, straight up. And they're like, oh, cool. You know, like. Because mm. um, they didn't know that. They didn't know then. Like, the, the extent of how good this guy yeah, actually bro, is. Yeah, now they're all over his nuts. Mm. You know, like straight up, bro. Um, but yeah, so like after that, I was like, oh, I need to have a talk to this guy. And then, yeah, so I spoke to Dave afterwards, told him like at that time I, I was I was fighting. So I was just like, bro, bro. Um, and then he's like, yeah, here's my number. Um, so yeah, so we had a conversation mm. and he helped uh, say, he said a, a few key words pretty much that got my mindset on track. Um, to help with fighting but um, life happens you know mm. so like I, I'm not a fighter anymore never really was I'd say I was more of a journeyman to be honest mm. um, just needed to do it to fulfill something inside feel that space yeah bro you know like that that little child that was bullied you know I mm. needed to make him proud you know like stand up brother you know like you you, can, you got this yeah so you yeah. know that at the back of, of your mind as well you know that you can do it yes bro and it, it actually does a lot for you as a person as well right? yeah mm. 100 bro straight up mm. yeah so um so towards the end of 2019 is when i made the decision um uh, so i was just like okay um i'm over this physical training stuff because i have a a, a very solid appreciation of the mental game um and to be honest, bro, I was getting bored with the physical stuff. Like, I was a physical training instructor. I was at a position of management. Um, 
like I was doing up all these different training plans and stuff for the soldiers, you know, like, bro, I become like the head of the, um, the unarmed combat system for the army. Wow. And I was in the Navy, you know, like, mm. um, but because I was inferior of rank, mm. um, they told me to, you know, just, they didn't care, you know, like mm. you're not the appropriate rank. So cut that out. Um, mm. So that added to it. And then I was just like, okay, I'm going to become a psychologist or a mental, mental skills or mental performance coach. So I did a little research and it was like seven years, full-time study, about 120K. Yeah, but I've got a wife and kids, brother. I've got a mortgage. 120,000 in debt, bro. Like you're looking at the end of that payment. Yeah, man. I've already got like a big debt because of my house, you know, like fucking. So I was like, okay, I don't have that time Mm. and energy and I don't have that money. Um, So I was just like, how do I become a mental performance coach or mental skills? Looked up, um, seen... um, certain qualifications you needed some sort of psychological qualification i was like hey fuck i know a guy so i reached out to dave i was like hey brother um how did you become a mental performance coach like what what did you do and then he sent me the link to like i guess their university he, g- he gave you the blueprints oh yeah oh so he, he gave, gave me the, the blueprints he gave me the blueprint for how to do it as a kiwi mm. because like the the university um it's uh, it's, it's run out of America and Australia, you know, and they're, they're different to us. Hey guys, Ali here. Just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast. We appreciate your love and your support. If you're not already on board, please do follow us on here and share it with your friends and family. If you prefer a visual experience, our videos are actually up on YouTube at the Ali channel. Please don't forget to subscribe, like and share and leave a comment or feedback if you like. And also you can follow us on our socials at the underscore Ali underscore channel for Instagram and on our Facebook page at the Ali channel. We'll see you soon and I hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast. It's the number of people who are in the field, like abroad, mm. it's actually also like way bigger yeah. than over here. I mean, obviously New Zealand doesn't have a lot of people, but yeah, yeah. you know, just the community and like the, the, the knowledge as well, I feel mm. like, you know, there's a, a bit of a difference there. What, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, bro, 100%. Like, so in November 2019 is when I started my studying um, for neuro-linguistic programming. Uh, oh. So that's what Dave put me on to. And that, that was like way less, still a lot of money up front. So I think I would have paid maybe like 30K or something. Mm. You know, like still, you know, like I had to sell my my truck. I had to like remortgage mm. the house and, you know, just go all in. Um, but because I had made the decision that, I won't fight again, um, but I, I love the fight community and I love the fight world. I love New Zealand and I think we are the best at combat sport in the world. We need to improve our wrestling and grappling a little bit and we'll be the best in the world. Um, so I I made the decision right there and then last year, November-ish, um, that I want to learn these skills and help fighters, you know, because I understand how they think. And they've been walked in those shoes. Yeah. Yeah, like I understand the emotions. I understand like the the cocktail of emotions, the highest of the highs, the lowest. Like I never got any championships or anything, but like winning, you know, like that's the biggest high and then losing. When you lose, like when the opponent doesn't beat you, when you lose, like, you know, like you gave up, that's the lowest of the lows. You know, Mm. you're like, I could have done better. Um, So I wanted to learn some skills to to help them. But not only um, fighters, like that's my baby, you know, like I love... I love the fight community and and I just love New Zealand. Um, but like any athletes, any any Kiwis really, bro, that that 
need some need a mental edge you know like i wanted to learn those skills so i could help them mm -hmm. you know? and like and now i'm truly passionate about it bro like mental performance man is like i love it i love it um so yes that's yeah, that's, yeah. and you can you can kind of tell you know when you talk to somebody mm. and the vibe you get off them and yep. you know what i get from off of you and how you talk about it and how you explain about it like you're really passionate about yeah, this thing man. you know which is awesome. And so you went on to, to do your studies yep. and all of that and you learned like a lot of things here and there. Yeah. And uh, so you've set up your um, your own coaching. Yeah. Uh, it's called Five Zero Coaching. Is, is that That's correct? the one by that. I want to ask, what, how did that name come about? Yeah, Five Zero Coaching. Yeah, bro. That yeah, was no, what for intrigued sure. me. Yeah, yeah. So um, I looked at it in a branding point. Um, so branding is everything and I wanted something that would be timeless so no matter like mm. when whether it's like next year 20 years whatever like five zero coaching is still quite similar but like you know so numbers mm -hmm. I'm a big like I'm a big thing of numbers bro like numbers are I see them uh, you know like mm. yeah so five zero I'm based in the Hutt Valley five zero is the start of the postcode so that's that's the first that's the first one, mm. um, but it, it wasn't the first one that that made me think of it. I I created these pillars, things that have, that were already sort of established, mm -hmm. but I just grabbed them and I and established these five pillars. So when you apply the five pillars to your life or to craft, there'll be zero regrets. Five zero coaching, and then everything I do now in regards to coaching, there's five. You know, like the the number five is huge. Five represents change. You know, like. There's a, there's a lot, you know, once once you start seeing more fives, it means life will start looking a little bit differently. Five zero, you know, looks differently. The number 50, powerful. Um, wow, so that's actually a lot of, um, uh, um, like, meaning and... There's levels to it, brother. <laughs> Straight up, oh, yeah. That's, that's really cool, bro, you know. Having that story behind the name, just mm. even the name. Yeah. It's it's cool, you know. Yeah, like, very hard. Uh, one thing that sometimes like pe people just come up with a name, yeah. but there's like no. That's real what I mean, like story behind it. There's yeah, no connection. Like, yeah. So I had these five things, and I was just like, okay, so like branding now, branding. What do I do? And then I reached out to my mate. I think it's what's it, Alpha Boy Design. <laughs> reached out to him. He did me up a thing, and it's like so the the label is just a five and a Z. You know, so it's wow, that's that, cool. It's time. It's sort of like a New York, the Yankees. You know, it's timeless, bro. Um, that, that thing has been like on for ages. Since the thirties, eh, bro? Mm. Like, so that's how I was approaching it, like five zero coaching. Um, but it's not that. So it's not just that. That's just one aspect of it. So mm. the company is called Five Zero Limited, and then under that is Five Zero Coaching, and I've got big plans, brother. Yeah. That's the one. That's, and and um, so how, how has it been so far, this journey uh, that you've been on? And I understand during this journey, which is something really cool as well, you yeah. actually wrote and decided to write a book. I did, brother. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, tell us about the book, man. Yeah, man. So during the lockdown, the first lockdown of COVID, um, I, I was looking at it. I was like, well, we've got six weeks up to fuck all. And I was like, babe, I'm going to write a book. Wow. <laughs> and then she was just like, okay. You, you do whatever That's not you a do. normal <laughs> thought, you know, nah. like not something people just like, yo, I want to write a book. Yeah, hard. Mm. So the book's called From Why Me to Try Me. And yeah, like, there it is. No, nah, like. Over <laughs> <Copy> there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was meaning to bring the hard copy in so I could yeah. um, show it. But yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a story. It's a story of my life. So it's my story. And I'm just using it as a vessel 
um, to get the message across, um, going from a victim mentality, from Waimi, to becoming a leader. You know, you don't need to be a leader of teams or, you know, whatever systems or whatever, just lead yourself at first, you know, mm. so to try me. Because um, I noticed in my life, there it was all about that, you know, like I was like, I'm a victim here. Like, oh, why me? Why is the world so hard? Why are these people mm. picking on me? Why, why? It's just why me? And then there are moments where I was like, nah, fucking try me, cunt. Mm. You know, like it's just it's a it's a it's a mental shift. It's a mental shift. So yeah. I want to I want to ask like a what I like, man. It's obviously not easy to write a book. Yeah, you know, right. like it's one thing to tell a story like verbally but yeah. like to write a book as well yeah. and to put all those like you have all these experiences and thoughts and ideas that you're trying to put and trying to arrange it in mm. the in, in in that form yes man like you must have had like some challenges you know yeah well, what, writing what? the book yeah nah man really? like it just flowed it wow. just came out it was just my story bro because I, I was just Growing up, I was like, fuck, man, like, the, I'm li I live a buzzy life. Like, this would be mm. a cool story. Um, and then, yeah, I was just like, it just read it from my birth till, till that time, I guess. Yeah, till the time I left the Navy. Um, so it just flowed out. Um, and, yeah, the way I wrote it was just like, okay, this is where I chose Why Me. This is where I try, chose Try Me. And then there's sections in the book where it's in bold. There's um, sentences mm. in bold. And those are tools. So I wrote it. To, to give people the tools to apply mm. it to their life, you know, like, because it's very relatable, very relatable on so many different le levels. Like, so, so many randoms have messaged me. They're like, bro, like, I could relate to this, this part of your story. I, I've been there or like, I am there at the moment. Mm. Thank you. You know, um, I've, I've had a few of those messages, bro. And that's why I wrote the book to help them. You know, like, it's just here, read my story, please read it and, and take note. And like, don't worry about my my story. Mm -hmm. Just get the message. Figure out how is it that you can use this yes, uh, teachings and lessons. Yeah. And so like, it, it, you know, it's always good to sometimes. Well, sometimes it's good to experience it yourself. But yeah. there are th some things that you don't have to. You don't have to experience if yeah. you don't if, need to. You if know, you can learn from, from someone, yeah. Like, mm. okay, well, I'm um, just before. I'm like almost at this point, so I don't like don't do this. Hey, like pretty much mm. like don't do this, and we How should to be navigate sweet. yourself. Yes, bro. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's helping others navigate it. So um, where do where do people get your book, or how can they get you? Can you? Yeah, Kindle, share? Kindle. Yep. It's on any online um bookstore, so mm. iBooks, whatever. Um, yeah, it's there. I I'm still on the fence. So I messaged about forty two different um. Like bookstores, wow. yeah, and okay. only two got back to me, bro, and their bro. answer was no. So <laughs> it's all good, like, bro. That, and <laughs> you know, that's that's the thing. Like, you should, you're obviously not gonna give up. Yeah. And bro, I, I, this is crazy, but out of a hundred people, there's gonna be bound to be one person, or whatever the number might be. Like, yeah. Because there's gonna be someone who's gonna come back. Like, okay, I'll, let's get your book. In. Yeah, bro. Yeah. You so know? I'm. As, I'm still living life, you that's know. It. <laughs> like it's on, it's online now, so mm. people are buying. But I think, it. yeah, I think this day and age, maybe people try. To, people usually get more stuff online, yeah, bro. Compared to like the physical yeah. book itself, like everybody, you use your phone like every day. It's yeah. with you, and you know, it's so hard to be caught without your phone. Yeah, man. Put it that way, yeah, you know. Hard. So, um, I mean, the best tools is right now is like it's online. Yeah, you know, and yeah. You, you can just download 100%. the book buy the book, download the book, um, 
um, so obviously you got to buy like when you use iBooks and all that yeah, yeah. Kindle you got to buy the book itself but yeah. once you pay that one time price that book is yours it's yours yeah you know? and, and I'll be working on getting an audio book because that's been the biggest request yes but it's, it's the admin around it you know like mm. I have to find somewhere to record the mm. audio and then I have to find the time to actually yeah I think that one it, it, it needs to be a bit more uh, uh, like uh controlled it needs to be a controlled environment yeah, you like have a to, studio yeah like yeah. a full it doesn't have to be like i think it doesn't have to be like a full-on studio like you could even do it at, i've heard of people who do it like at, in their homes yeah yeah but they just got to have a, a setup and you gotta have soundproofing yeah, some egg cartons on the yeah, wall and shit you know bro, the microphone yeah. like proper yeah. tuning yeah. yeah all that sort of stuff but it can be done you know uh, yeah it will be gotta, done bro got, yeah like, definitely will be yeah. Done. yeah you were <laughs> i mean off camera you were telling me about that and um, like you were saying that you're working towards getting that so i mean that's definitely that something i'm looking forward to as well because mm. man like i it's very hard for me like to pick out a book and read, read a book it's yeah, it's in this day and age especially when we're all moving so fast and you know we we absorb everything usually mm. uh, by audio you yep. know or video you yeah. know it, it's it's just easy i think like for me i feel like it's easier to relate like i i find it easier to um listen to audiobooks or watch podcasts yes, or compared to like picking out a book itself and like reading yeah. eh? it, it's it's difficult like for me i don't know no no nah, i'm i'm similar bro like um i can't read a book unless i'm like engaged mm. like if there's something that i enjoy about the book i'm like okay i'm reading um but most books nowadays bro like um i'm reading heaps of like business and growth um books but <laughs> it's an audio book bro like mm. i just chuck it on head off to training or like go for a walk or do the housework you know like just listening upskilling while i'm doing some work you mm. know mm. Um, multitasking yeah that's <laughs> it and like you, you're multitasking you know mm. and you're not um just you know, sitting there yeah that's it and you're mm. doing something else as well and I think the the other one is possibly like you might not register 100% of everything you hear but you retain a certain percentage yeah, yeah. of it yes and I mean like if you if you at least can retain something you know it's good it's and a win. if you well sometimes I actually do listen to certain podcasts like twice yeah yeah bro yeah, if yeah. I enjoy it I listen to, uh, to it again man. yeah man you know and yeah, 100% bro it's just sometimes I feel like it's a reminder yeah you know and um, like when some people who get on like for example Joe Rogan and you know they have really good messages and stuff like that or uh, one of the ones that just recently I actually listened to three times was uh, yeah let's go (laughs) (laughs) uh, but it wasn't a very long one and uh, I usually put the speed up to like 1.2 or something like that because you know you can speed things up yeah I can speed it up a little bit but uh, I was listening to uh, this guy uh, Pat McPhee you probably know who Pat is yeah 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 and uh, Pat no of yeah and uh, he was telling about his story he was on a podcast I think he was um on the Life Livers Academy might be the correct uh, uh, name for it. I might be getting it wrong, but I'll check it. I'll put it on the link if I'm wrong. Uh, but yeah, he went on there and he told his story about his life. Man, that guy has, a, he's been through a tough life, you know? And yeah, uh, when I listened to his story and the things that he shared about it, like, man, I was like, bro, this is like, I can relate to certain things that he's talking about. Yo, yeah, and like, that's it. I mean, I can never experience some of the things that he's gone through, nah, but, like, you but know, you're learning. You're learning, man. Yeah. And like, bro, the strength in that struggle, bro, uh, just listening to his voice and like, explaining about it yeah. and pushing you man like hey That's look man bro fucking life sucks man that's yeah. what it says bro life sucks man it's and like it's hard it's fucking hard yeah but you can't give up nah. you know and like 
when you hear someone who's been through that mm. and you can hear it from their voice bro yeah. you know what i mean yeah, and you like, even feel it you're like oh, true that you feel it you feel it through your skin eh? you're yeah, like man, your hair start going <laughs> hair start going up and you're like man yeah. it's insane you know um so definitely uh, we will we, look forward to that uh, uh, audiobook um and yeah when it does come out yeah. but i will i will try to read as much as i can from uh, yeah brother yeah i mean um, you've got it now so yeah <laughs> um <laughs> The other one of the other questions I want to ask, like um, besides David being a uh, sort of a, a mental a coach for yeah, you, uh, a, a sort of someone who who kind of gave you that, were there any other people who you learned a lot from or you looked up to or? Like that's a good question, mm. bro. Um, yeah, he kind of didn't people. see that one coming. Eh? Yeah, no, I didn't <laughs> see that, but like, um, nah, like so. I'd say my parents, bro, 100%. Mm. Like, my mum and my dad, both of them are hard workers, like, hard workers. And and my old man showed me um, what hard work can get. You know, he's just, uh, he, my whole life, he's just worked hard. Um, and, and I appreciate that because of him and my mum, I've got that work ethic. You know, like, that's my strength is working. Um, so I was never the fastest, never the strongest, never the most talented, but I can work. And still to this day, that's my strongest attribute, and that's all I do is work. You know, like, um, so yeah, definitely my parents, bro. I'd say we're the, we're big role models, um, and just throughout life, bro. You know, like I look up to certain people, or like um, I take the good. You know, what I like about what certain people do, uh, and then then I leave what what it what mm. the rest is. You know, like it's not bad, mm. um, but just won't work for me. So I'm just uh, forever upskilling and upgrading, bro, and just trying to make myself better. Because the way I see it is when I learn something, I like to share it. I, I like to, to understand it. So I'll learn it, I'll understand it, see how it works for me. And then I share it with others. And then I like mm. watching that. Like I like watching that. So like they, I guess, become a role model. You know, like, cool, like he's actually listening. She's actually listening. Mm. Whoa, like, whoa, look at how far you've come, how fast you've done it. Like, you know, just mm. shit like that. But I get a kick out of it, bro. Definitely. Um, so with, yeah. the, with the coaching that you're doing, do you... Um, only work with uh, fighters or nah man all walks of life brother wow yeah yeah jump on my website if you want you see mm. some testimonials like random we'll ones. put up the link uh, for the website for those who are interested yeah. as well so coaching.com there's no limits to who you're you, you're willing to nah, help yeah. help anybody um yes mm. and there's people that i don't want to work with mm. you know like i don't want people that are just be like yo just do your thing you know mm. like you know like nah fuck up you need to do your thing mm. like i want to work i work with driven people like people, people who want to change yeah and wanna like, achieve. yeah because no, yeah. you can hear like when mm. someone's like nah like this is what i want okay cool so what are you willing to do are you willing to do whatever it takes to win you know and that's that, that that's, one's a very powerful one yeah bro well well my five pillars bro the first one is know your outcome um, know your outcome once you know your outcome you've got something to work towards next one's the perceptions projection pretty much if you can see it in your mind you can be it um, second one or third one is time and energy mm -hmm. so once you've got the outcome and you can see it you can be it what are you doing with your time and energy are you putting in your time and your energy into achieving that or are you fucking around mm -hmm. you know like what are you doing with it because that there that that is one of my favorite ones that's your like action this is you like, are you fucking around two hours a night doing nothing on social media where you could be training, where you could be researching, where you could be doing whatever to get to that outcome, you know? So that's that's where a lot of um, mm. bullshit gets, gets thrown out. And then number four is uh, consistently pursuing excellence. 
So what that means is like doing the best that you can with what you have at that time. Mm -hmm. So that's just intent. Doing things with purpose and intent. Uh, like when you when you look at it as a fighter, you can see a fighter that that punches with an intent or kicks with intent because you see it. You know, you see, you read the body. You can see the body doing it with intent compared to just a, a range finder or you know whatever. Just okay, throw a kick. You know, there's nothing on it. There's no intention behind that. Where you start operating from a from intention, you know, and excellence, throwing it with excellence you start seeing some difference. Mm -hmm. And then the last one's keeping it 100. Um, that's already a, a, a phrase, you know, so mm -hmm. I just use that phrase as a play on words, bro. And what I mean is giving it 100% effort, putting in 100% effort, because only you know if you're giving it 100. So you ask yourself, am I, mm. am I giving it 100%? Oh, well, this is about a 70. That's all good, but you have to be ready for the 70% outcome. Like if you put 100 in, you'll get 100 back. You might even get more. But also, it's 100%, like, keeping it 100 with yourself. Like, if something goes wrong, gratitude or, you know, like, ownership. Like, take ownership for everything. Find, when something goes wrong, find a way to make it your fault. Mm. And you'll find a solution. Even if it wasn't your fault, you know, find a way to make it your fault. You'll find a solution for it. And then gratitude, bro. When you start working from uh, a space of gratitude... Life is different, bro. You know, life is different. You start seeing life in a different in a different angle, and yeah. So that's that. And keeping it one hundred and time and energy mm -hmm. are my favorite pillars, bro. Those are my two favorite. Yeah, that's a very powerful. Uh, very powerful. Mm -hmm. And so the reason I did five pillars instead of four is there's heaps of um, heaps of things out there in regards to mental well being and and mental mm. health that have four pillars, mm -hmm. and those systems are amazing. But when you take away one pillar, the whole system falls down. Mm -hmm. So the way I see it is if I've got five pillars, so if you were to look at this table, there's four legs. If there was a leg in the middle, you could take away the four pillars on the outside and there's still a pillar in the middle. Mm -hmm. You know, So it doesn't matter. Each pillar is powerful by itself. But when you're operating out of all five, zero regrets. Wow. Zero regrets, bro. Five zero. That's coaches. crazy. Yeah. Awesome. Anyway, we'll come to the section now. Yeah, wise words from the wise man. Let's yep. go. <laughs> so uh, what would your um, words of advice or just uh, what would you want to say to people who are watching, listening? Dig your own trenches. So people talk about getting into the trenches and whatnot. Dig your own. Dig your own trenches. So put your head down and fucking work. You know, you can wish, wish upon a star and all that stuff. Uh, and that's all good, but that doesn't mean shit if you're not taking action. So... That's what I mean by that, you know, like take action and do everything you can, just a little bit every day to work towards that outcome. Yeah. That's insane. Crazy, man. Anyway, um, could you share with us a little bit about like your, some of the things in the works, your future plans and like, uh, yeah, what are you working towards? Fuck, I'm working to a few things. A few yeah, things. I got a few things going at the yeah. moment, brother. Yeah, so the book, the book's out there at the yeah. moment. Um, and what I'd like to do is next year, um we're gonna um what we're, what what we're aiming to do is launch like a mental health um sort of campaign we're gonna we're gonna launch a mental health campaign next year february 1st we're gonna launch it and uh we're gonna relate it back to like domestic violence bullying um suicide awareness like everything mental health mm -hmm. we're gonna link it back to combat sport you know mm -hmm. because it's it's all good um you know like 
growing up, you get told, you know, like hey, tell the teacher or you or whatever, you know, like tell someone, call the police, and that doesn't always work. Um, so f- with me, bro, fighting saved my life, and uh, in, in a way, you know, it did, it did save my life. Um, so it's it's having those tools, you know, like and, and shining a new light on mm-hmm. combat sport because it's still very young here in New Zealand, mm-hmm. um, and. And yeah, that's 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 one of the plans is to um, launch a campaign, run it nationwide, and then possibly putting on like a massive novice show, bro, like October the 9th, TSB Arena. I don't know, something Whoa, like that. Oh wow, that's ten thousand people. I don't know, something like that, bro. That's or something definitely to work towards. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Man. October 9th, maybe. Woo. Yeah, yeah, two thousand twenty-one. Looking forward to that, man. Yeah, you yeah. gotta have you gotta have big goals and yeah, man. I've, oh, bro, you put it. You that's work. one. That's one. Yeah, <laughs> I've, I've got another one. I wanna um, buy a hundred acres of land, set up five different huts, which represent the five pillars. Um, bring people to that land and, you know, go for a walk in the bush, stay at each wow. hut. So yeah. it's like a retreat yeah, kind man, of. Yeah, hundred. Also yeah. have a training facility there. Wow. So if fighters wanted to go into the bush away from any sort of um, distractions. Mm, and work on all these things camp, as well. Bro. Yeah, fight camp. Wow, yeah. that's pretty crazy. It's yeah, awesome. Man, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to those yeah. stuff now. Yeah, there's just oh, a couple crazy. things, bro. Yeah, there's, there's heaps um, that I'm working on at the moment. Oh, yeah. awesome. That's so cool. Anyway, um, we, we, we've been doing it for a while. I don't want <laughs> to drag your, uh, your, your time because you've got to be somewhere. Mm. Just before we go, um, do you want to give any shout out to uh, anyone? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, shout out to Sharpen Recovery. Ooh, if you want yeah. one of these bottles here, um, sharpenrecovery.com. Uh, use the discount code 5020. Yeah. Uh, so the word 50 and the number 20 mm. for a 20% discount. Uh, they got all the the recovery um, guns and all that stuff. So they got oh, all that. Massage guns. Yes, eh? brother. Yeah, how That's good, man. Cool. Yeah, mm. shout out to Cartel Clothing, man. They've helped me out heaps. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's cartelclothing.co.nz. Use the discount code five zero, fifteen percent discount. Massive shout out to my wife, bro. Straight up, bro. She that's is definitely the most important shout out. One hundred. Like I should have said that first, bro. <laughs> Fuck, I forgot myself. Hey, eh? wow. You want me to cut this? Yeah, yes, please. Nah, nah. I'll just leave it as it is. But nah, yeah. straight up. Love you, babe. The biggest yeah. impact. We leave it for last. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Hard. You know, like without her, bro. Just being there. Um, like I couldn't be doing what i'm doing and she just believes in me bro you know um so yeah massive shout i think that's the biggest one when you have someone close to you who's your biggest supporter your biggest motivator Mm. as much as we're strong mentally strong or physically strong yeah like if you don't have the right people around you yeah it's not gonna be the same she keeps me grounded bro like so when i meet people and whatnot like they uh, like i'm a big like this is my energy you know i like this is where i operate from and like i'll, I'll come back buzzing and i'll be like telling her i was like babe listen there and she's like what's so fucking special about you you know like <laughs> just boom they bring me right back down oh yeah shit, nah, nothing, <laughs> fuck <you. laughs> yeah but no nah, yeah, she keeps me honest checks bro. you yeah, eh? yeah fucking you know, she checks me man she, well uh, she keeps me honest th- thank you to uh mrs uh mrs curtis mrs. for uh weeks. mrs yeah, week sorry for uh, for uh you know keeping him in check thank so you, um anyway brother me, my thank bro. Thank you. I appreciate your time today, and uh, we'll definitely be doing another one in the future. 100%. All right, that's us, guys. See you on the next one. Hey, guys, Ali here. Just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast. We appreciate your love and your support. If you're not already on board, please do follow us on here and share it with your friends and family. 
If you prefer a visual experience of videos actually up on YouTube at the Ali channel, please don't forget to subscribe, like and share and leave a comment or feedback if you like. And also you can follow us on our socials at the underscore Ali underscore channel for Instagram and on our Facebook page at the Ali channel. We'll see you soon.